out in the Spider-Verse. Welcome to episode 21 of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition Podcast. We are proud members of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. If you want to check out all the other great shows associated with us and the network, please head on over to BatmanOnFilm.com. Check out, uh, click that podcast drop-down tab, and uh, check out all the other shows. There's some great shows. If you like Batman, there's tons of shows on there. Like Swamp Thing, there's a show on there for you. If you like general comic book news, there's a show there for you straight out of Gotham. Um, if you like Robin, there's a show for you just strictly on Robin. So there's a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, we are, I believe, the only Marvel solo show on there. So we stand out from the rest in that we're Spider-Man, we're all Marvel. We talk uh, a little bit about the other side there. So we're going to have some fun here today. And uh, do we have a great show for you today? Absolutely wonderful. Completely international. Completely. From start to finish. Grab your Molson Golden, because we're going to have some good old-fashioned Canadian talk today. I've got Carlos DM, the Canadian Cape Crusader. He's going to join me. He's going to talk with me with uh, uh, Fox Animated Spider-Man, um, Duel of the Hunters, and Blade the Vampire Hunter. I believe that's the name of those two episodes. And then Amazing Adam is back to talk Amazing Spider-Man. We got that. Then I'm going to break down solo for you one-on-one me and you we're going to talk spider boy and uh i think my favorite spider-man book being printed right now spine tingling spider-man so uh i you know i watch some nhl hockey in the background noise i, I don't know like what's really canadian get your canadian bacon out because this is a full-fledged canadian episode i've gone north of the border i'm completely international now life is good right life is good so here we go after the jingle, you guys know what to do. Hang out, enjoy. We'll be back. All right. I have big news. The show's been international for a while, but we're going like full circle. We're covering like corner to corner of continents. So we started out in Toronto. We invaded there. But I have a very special guest from the other side of Canada. My buddy who, well, he's a Batman buddy of mine, but it's his first time on the show. And I'm really pumped for him to be here because I haven't talked to him in a while, but, and we're going to talk to him webhead. My buddy Carlos. Carlos, how are you, pal? How are you? Just tell, make your entrance. Here you are. This is I'm, it. I'm good from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, weighing in at 210 pounds. So, yeah, I invaded <laughs> yeah. the country with Adam, and now I've kind of taken over because now I'm covering all corners of Canada. I've, I've re, I, I, I don't know what uh, province you're in. But I've, I've just taken over the country. <laughs> you have, man. You've gone uh, from sea to shining sea-ish. Uh, I guess there's one more province on the other side. But yeah. That's wonderful. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how we met. We met on Twitter. I don't know how it was. It was Batman-related. But it's, it's, it's been one of the better ones. So congratulations to you, sir. I'm glad to have you on. You're one of the normal people I've done on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk some Spider-Man We're talking Fox Spider-Man uh, Two episodes Duel of the Hunters And Blade the Vampire Hunter And uh, you got two good episodes To join the show These were fun to watch uh, What's your experience With this version of Spider-Man This show And then you could just talk about the episodes in general But just tell us how this version of Spider-Man Was you know part of your fam- fandom Fanboyhood yeah, like I've like lifelong fanboy, obviously, but it was just so cool to have Batman the Animated Series, which is the gold standard still for anything in the comic book animated space, but then to have Fox drop this killer X-Men show and a killer Spider-Man show uh, in that same time frame was really cool. And it was it was neat because like 
there was a cadre of high school buddies who used to keep uh, our love of these shows on the DL and I had obviously Batman unlocked, but then I'd enjoy X-Men with my one friend and Spider-Man with oh, another you're one. Oh, VHS and... tapes? Oh, so dude. Oh, are you telling me, you're... please, if you record it on Betamax, I'm gonna... <laughs> I love you. Maybe not Betamax, but uh, I may or may not have uh, curated the entire Fox series. Into... Oh, wow. You are a legend. Yeah. Commercialless um, recordings of the shows and then like made little uh the labels for the for the spines of them with little drawings of whoever was the main villain of this year and yeah please tell me you still have them Uh, i don't have them but like my spider-man buddy i gave him the spider-man tapes Uh, and my x-men buddy i'd love to see the artwork (laughs) that's what i'm interested in to see the artwork on the spine that is uh that's the stuff of legends wow that's (laughs) that took that that took some time and effort back in the day let me tell you Oh yeah, so, man. Yeah, you were on your hands and knees with the two yeah. <laughs> VHS yeah. recorders on the floor, and yeah. Wow, that's great. That's great stuff. So, uh, it seems like you love this series as much as I. This series, for me, as everyone knows, because they listen to Showtime, gold standard. Love it. Like, I think it stands up with B Taz. To be honest with you, I think it's that good. So, like, I'm I'm happy you're here to talk about it. Especially this episode, Duel of the Hunters, was fun. Because it was really Punisher. We're picking. We're still in the middle of the Morbius storyline. Punisher's been involved for a couple episodes now, and now Craven's come back to New York, and to see them kind of go toe to toe was interesting, especially with Man Spider being involved, and you get some good Flash Thompson in there, and it was a really fun episode. So, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, no, it was uh, like I obviously have a strong familiarity with the show, but I had forgotten just the sheer 90s excess of yeah and even more so the punisher episode well both of them to be honest with you but yeah the seagal inspired frank castle oh wow that's good i didn't think of that yeah line delivery oh i was dying i was battle van (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite lines is for me he's like i looked at devil square in the eyes and then it just cuts yeah. to black. And I'm like, they make him such a badass. He's yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, the melodrama quitted uh, that that Seagal take well. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and how they, they they even incorporated, like, he, he froze up a little bit. They gave him a little PTSD, a la BVS, right? Like, so that mm-hmm. was in there. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I thought, I don't know. Everything they did with Punisher for me works a lot, especially you know, in the show and then what evolved into, you know, several movies, a TV show, spinoff, you know, appearances everywhere in Netflix and stuff. So like, again, this show is such a gateway drug to a lot of other things, Marvel, including what we'll talk about next is movie Blade. But I mean, Man Spider was great to see <laughs> Punisher and Man Spider go ahead to, to tell. I just, I love the Man Spider stuff. It's some of my favorite, the six arms with Peter and everything. Like, it's some of my favorite Spider-Man content in general, print, animation. You know, I, I can't get enough of that that aspect or, you know, storyline of Spider-Man. Yeah, no, they did a great job of it. And like, it, it really, especially these two episodes made me appreciate how good a job Fox did with distilling these fairly lengthy storylines down into kind of four or five episode arcs. And then not Mm -hmm. only that, but also um, working within the limitations of what the Saturday morning cartoon um, 
commercial broadcast the rules allow that you. they gave the show are insane and i don't know how they made it as action-packed as they did with all the rules yeah that they were given. yeah like punisher with the laser guns and the the vietnam vet but he's in his prime in the 90s with microchip yeah I, it, it's yeah. just the fact that spider-man can't punch i don't know how they make a superhero show where <laughs> the hero can't throw a punch i say it all the time it cracks me up yeah, there was lots of silliness back then, but I thought they did a great job, and um, I, I I love their kind of sex pot romance novel version of Craven that they introduced it to this oh, thing. Oh, Calypso! I know. Oh, yeah, Craven. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was it was great. Like it it just goes to show that sometimes when you have those limitations on you, you gotta flex those creative muscles. And yeah, I think they did something really cool and you could certainly see with the punisher and with blade like (laughs) all their hopes and aspirations for the action figure lines that they could spin out of those two but uh it just doesn't feel forced though you know like sometimes this stuff feels like oh you're just in this for licensing and probably but like i don't know like this storyline just flows for me and it makes sense as to when this character comes in as opposed to this you know like the transition from Punisher to Blade was almost like effortless. And then they throw in Craven there because of Crawford. And I'm like, you guys actually know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, they did a good job. They did a good job. The, the show thrives uh, and it did for all of its seasons on uh, just things coincidentally happening within Yearshot, despite how massive New yeah. York City is. But uh, well, that, I mean, uh, Flash Thompson example, right? Like him and Deborah, like, and then Man Spider, Mary Jane, they're all right. <laughs> like it was it was pretty it's it's funny you you called it like everything's within earshot and that's you know that's the truth <laughs> yeah no it was it cool was it was cool i loved it i lo- and then when it comes to blade you know where the show like well here before we get into blade tell me how do you feel about morbius this is it's morbius is probably one of the characters the show did a lot more, let's say, freely. They took their liberties with, mm-hmm. you know, it, what, the origin's not exactly traditional. How do you feel about Morbius portrayed, plasma, blah, blah, blah? Like, that? what are your thoughts on that? I thought it was all right. Um, once again, they used some pretty creative angles to get around the limitations that they had. So no blood, and obviously they can't have him biting people. So he has the suckers on his fingers, and it's kind yeah. of this electromagnetic effect when he um when he feeds but uh that did a good good job of it i was surprised at how long they stretched out the michael morbius storyline it takes Uh, a while to conclude yeah this is like the third or fourth episode has been going on yeah but uh yeah no i thought it was i thought it was cool and an inventive way of dragging all these other characters off Mm. the bench into the storyline so the one thing the movie morbius got right was like how he became a vampire thought, you know, like on the ship by him, you know, he ends up becoming like one guy who gets, uh, becomes a vampire. He eats the crew or whatever. Like I was like, ah, that's the one thing the movie did. Right. <laughs> Outside of that, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Jared gave us his all with that movie. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But um, <laughs> now we get into blade and blades cool because like, this totally set me up for the movie coming up with Leslie Snipes and everything. I was primed and ready for that because, because of this, because of these episodes, like, you know, there's not much difference between the origin of blade here and the origin of blade in the movie. So like by the time the movie came out, I was just ready to go. You know, 
know. I was yeah. excited. Wesley was in a movie, and he was you know his comic books and everything. I, I got pumped for it. So, and because of this cartoon, I, you know, in the cartoon he's got a lightsaber. <laughs> you know, the motorcycle goes up walls. Like this is one you go from one badass guy to another. I think even Spider Man references it in an early fight with Blade. But I, I again, outside of Whistler not looking like Chris Christopherson it's it's wonderful it really is it's almost like too good yeah it's pretty exact and it's like once you were kind of speaking out loud like everything kind of becomes a flat circle but i forgot that this predated that movie by a good five years yeah type of thing so yeah it is amazing at um just how similar the two are except one's an r-rated live action take and the other one's made for kids saturday if anything it's like evolution (laughs) (laughs) it's so great and i just again like i love i i love when a blade uh throws the uh like garlic bomb at spider-man like stuff like that's great i love uh overall the uh what's it called i think it was greg brady i forget his real name but greg brady just does a fantastic job of spider-man throughout every episode of the show i just he's he he's so perfect like even more like you know how like when you read comics you can hear like somebody's voice like that's the voice I hear when I read Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Is is that that for me that's how ground like me and the show go together, you know? Like I love Spectacular. That's close up there. Like I don't know how you feel about that one, but Oh, but Spectacular me, has a, a very special place in my heart. Yeah, like it's it, it's it, I remember the first, like I I'll say, like I say this all the time. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, "Wow, I didn't expect that." <laughs> you know, like it was just like love at first sight and uh but this is like, you know, I, I, I don't know if anything will top this just growing up with this show. It's so perfect. It, 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 the way it creates Spider-Man fans, I think is just natural. I just, it just, I, I, oh my God, because I, I feel like I was too, too. Oh man, man. Spider must've happened when, like, I'm trying to think of the era. Obviously I wasn't even born yet. Right. Like it's just so much more accessible for a, a kid for me to just that and i can go back to get the trick you know the issues later on you know it's just that's how it works mm-hmm. you know comic books are just it's just gateway drugs <laughs> you look about it all the way around yeah for sure it's definitely the evolution of how people are introduced to these characters and it like i think we're in another evolution now where video games are where people are going to discover these characters more so than the books or the um it, tv series but yeah hopefully it leads people back to comic books because that's where all the best stuff is oh my god i just you know i i sometimes i get mad at fandom because i'm like you guys should go back and appreciate like what came like that was like part of me like i bummed out about the flash like keaton's batman returns and no one goes to see it i'm like uh, you guys you guys missed this one yeah <laughs> you know it's just kind of weird i don't know uh but circling back to this um the whole Morbius stuff is still going on, which is funny because you said it's a long, it's a long arc. Now we're going on like five episodes of Morbius. This whole neogenic nightmare really centers around him and the, and the gun. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see what comes next, but it's hard to think of like two episodes back. I don't know. Cause you're even on a good run. I'd say even the Punisher's first episode. So you're on a three episode run where it's mm-hmm. just, it's just so much fun. Like it, it, it almost gets better and better. Honestly, like, this season has been a blast for me, and I'm happy you're here because you love it. Because my last two guests, I had Mets on and I had Kowalski on, and they were like, I was like, oh, God, I've got to talk these guys up here. But you're like, match, you're matching me here. I feel your energy. 
<laughs> yeah, man, you got to appreciate this stuff for what it is, right? Like it's made made for kids on a Saturday morning and, you know, they're using these devices to, you, you know that the people that made the show had a love for Spider-Man and an affinity for all the things that happen in their world. And so they use the neogenic recumbinator or whatever the hell that thing's called to thread through everything from Kurt Connors through Morbius and then bringing in all these other characters so that they can, you know, showcase the Marvel universe a bit. It's cool. It's cool. You know, it, this is, this is, this was a little interesting for me, but the amount of shots that I see of the twin towers and how they included an early, uh, a bombing into the episode was very interesting and how they use Craven's powers really just like it's someone who lives just very close to where that happened. And then there's nine 11. like, you know, you just think about it like, Whoa, like it's just, you know, it's almost seems like today, if this was on a television it would have been edited out. And I kind of appreciated it a little bit more because it made me think a little bit, you know, just seeing the buildings was, it, it was kind of a shock when I saw it, you know, like there were two shots of them just clear. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, just, yeah, it just it just hits you. You're like, oh wow, Spider-Man's coming in the fields right there. Well, and yeah, that they work in that construction piece, and uh, and like yeah. you said, yeah, the the bonding aspect and whatnot. Like, I it's... don't think they even attempt to do something like that with a cartoon today about something that happened years ago. You know, like an incident like that. It, it just it shows you how different times have changed. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, you know, we bring up the kid episode. Like, it's just funny because. Spider-Man's not allowed to punch, but they reference, you know, you know, dark events. And you're just like, whoa, you know, well, but it's very interesting. And that um, the episode predated the September 11th, though. It did, but yeah. it, but it doesn't predate like the first bombing that it references, oh, you know, gotcha. the parking lot bombing. You're just like, wow, that's I don't think they would do that in a cartoon today about a real life incident, you know? No, no. And you're just kind of like, whoa, it just things have really changed between now and then. Um, they took a lot, I, even for a kid show, I was like, I was like, oh, that kind of, that made me go down a little dark road there. You know what though? It's unfortunate because I think people just knowing the realities and history of the world is a positive thing and, um, long-term, like even the difficult parts, right? So if you can have these type of things that cause younger people to ask questions and read up on things that actually happened, um, I think that's a good thing. Like I, uh, I don't argue with you. I just, you, yeah. you, it's it. It actually did happen. You know, like don't yeah. don't ignore the past, right? Like you got to remember something. Yeah, totally. Because then you just have people making things up and causing mess. So yeah, it's best if we move forward in an informed way. And yeah, you know what? There's loads of things that inspired me to kind of ask questions or look things up that were first presented to me as concepts in comic books or um, animated offerings or, you know, PG 13 movies type mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah. It's bravo like when people say like comics don't shouldn't be political. It's like, ah, did you ever read like green lantern when Denny O'Neill was writing it? Yeah. <laughs> like, they've always been political. It all depends on, you know, whoever's writing what that's how I don't know, but this cartoon, it, I just, I thought that was impressive. It just, it goes to show how I think it was, again, the cartoon was more, it was bigger than just a Saturday morning cartoon. I think they took it a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. And I kind of appreciate moments like that. Cause like you said, for like five minutes, we, we kind of put our fanboy gloves down and thought about things for a second. And that was interesting. And it's weird that Spider-Man, much less a Spider-Man cartoon from the nineties can do that to you. So, you know, I, that's one of the many things I love about the show. Like, so I, that's why I think it's timeless in my opinion. 
Oh, I agree. I agree. One, the fact that um, it's in that interesting space where there's been subsequent Spider-Man animated offerings and Mm -hmm. some of them have been excellent, but none have really had the longevity and made the impact that this show did. Um, Are things spectaculars up there? I don't think anything since spectacular, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Yeah, I know so like the animated the, show wise. Yeah, I haven't been paying that much attention. I've tried it all because I, um, I do genuinely love animated superhero stuff, and I adore Spider Man, obviously. But um, yeah, it just it just hasn't been good. Like this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is like the newer stuff really seems made with an intent of selling products first and foremost mm-hmm. and then telling good stories and being a quality animated offering secondary, which um, in the long term is not a winning strategy because you have this show from the nineties that people adore. You can still sell products based on the looks from this show. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like the, 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 the retroactive like Marvel legends, they look like they can be like let's say Ditko comics. I feel like sometimes they look like they can be from the show. You know, oh just, totally, yeah. You know, like it's it, what is it? It's it's not the it's it's the ones that look like they're on the old blister packs, not the the new Marvel Legends box with no window. Like I feel yeah. like those ones on the card. I feel like a lot of some villains have come from this show, and that's it, it's timeless for me. Like I can always go back to this show, and it's you know I. I would be even. I would put this show even over like live action Spider Man for me. It's just my, my fandom, you know. It just it, it gets a little bit more to the core of Spider Man because there's so many episodes. You know, you only get, you're lucky if you get a sequel to a movie. You know, mm-hmm. especially now, who knows the landscape? I don't know the next time I'm going to see Spider Man again on a big screen. So like, I go five se- five seasons of this, and it's like it's like heaven for me. Yeah, no, it's it's an embarrassment of riches, to be honest. That and something cool that I'm so happy that you're promoting and hopefully finds its way to other people because yeah. it it sets a good standard for what we can get from Spider-Man Fair, right? So yeah, things definitely. like this and things like the Insomniac games, I th- I think that should be the the stick that Spider-Man offerings are measured by. I, I see. I haven't. I'm an Xbox guy. I haven't played any Insomniac game. The last Spider-Man game I played was Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay, the That's, Garfield. So it's one. been a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since I played a Spider-Man game. My favorite I... Spider-Man game would have to be Ultimate. Oh yeah, that game was yeah. dope. Yeah, dude, the race with Johnny Storm would drive me crazy. I could. I. I, I think I beat it like once, and I was. It was <laughs> I was like, this thing is so difficult. I can't stand this. I love that game. Um, how is the RoboCop game to get off topic though? I oh, mean, bro, it's... it is amazing. Like it's, yeah. it's honestly just a love letter to the first two movies. It's got like a sequel kind of built into it. So it mm. builds on things that we saw in those two movies and it's just super fun. Like they, if you play the game and you wear headphones, so you just kind of get in and they have that kind of refrigerator buzz going the whole time and the sound of him walking around and stuff. It's, it's awesome. And then they really fleshed out the world in a way where you kind of feel like he's. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a, something I actual... that's, I was, when that came out, I was like, man, this is going to make me buy an Xbox. 
Series X. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing that Gotham Knights couldn't do it. Spider-Man couldn't get me to buy a PlayStation, but <laughs> RoboCop is going to get me to buy a next-gen system and spend money I don't have. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and it, it definitely puts you behind that visor. Like, in oh. so many ways and Weller does the voice and there's lots of I'm living through your tweets. Like I see them. I'm like, <laughs> you're so lucky. Yeah. Lots of branch and that. Like, honestly, I can't believe it exists to be honest with I, you. No, cause... I'm with you. That's why it's like, if that was a PlayStation exclusive, I probably would have bought a PlayStation five. Cause when yeah. was the last time we got something like that for, for RoboCop? When was the last, like the movie is something I, I didn't mind that movie. I actually enjoyed that movie, but like, to bring home a game like the, I've had, I have a neck of Robocop action figure, but like to get a video game, dude. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, man. I'm like, pumped. it's uh, it, it, it is it, like it, and they they perfectly balance kind of like the 80s of it yeah. all. Like, yeah. they don't try and modernize the world, it's like still the CR2 TVs and all that kind That's of stuff. Great. And, That's great, yeah. Yeah, you brought you brought up gaming, and I had to, I had to ask you because I know I saw the tweets. But, oh, one one last question on Robocop before we get back to Spider Man: Can you drive the car? Like, is there like is it like a car driving thing, or is it that, that's not on the table? Uh, you don't drive the car, but the car oh, like he, he kind of goes in and out of the precinct all the time, and they have it as it goes up the ramp. It it's like cutscenes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so it's it's more like let's say like Arkham Knight than it is like Ar- I mean Arkham Asylum than Arkham Knight kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Which is fun. I mean, dude, not complaining at all. Just curious, like, for the next one, that'd be fun. If you really want, I'm sure you could go find a Ford Taurus for cheap somewhere and have that lived oh, experience. God. I mean, sure, why not? You know what? I probably could. eBay Motors, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But to close up with this, I-, I love these two episodes. I'm happy you joined me on this show because this was fun. Uh, I know we went off topic with Robocop. I had to ask him these questions, but um how did you how did you watch this because i bought this like everyone knows itunes years ago i watch it in standard definition right I, which i guess is it's 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 it looks like it's sd to me so <laughs> it looks like it did when it was a kid how did you watch uh the episodes oh honestly i was just lazy so it was kind of pajamas and coffee time one morning before anybody else woke up and i just threw it on disney plus just because they were there i do okay, have the- okay they're on disney plus now that's great that's even yeah. better Okay, awesome. That means people can actually watch them. Like, I'm, I'm, somebody will find this. Hopefully, somebody's kid will find this old Spider-Man cartoon and start binging it. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what? Like, good. I gotta. I don't uh, give kudos to Disney Plus very often, but that they have this and that they have those like eighty shows, like Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, and even more so. The That's Soul what I want. Spider-Man show. Mm-hmm. Um, on there, like, yeah, props to them for having that library on there. What do your What do you think of the uh, MTV Spider Man? Because that's something I want to do at some point. It's a short. It's a short. It'd be short. So short yeah, I dug it. It was like up here. It was really hard to find. Like I think it was on at like two in the morning or something. Really? Like that. Oh and, man, dude, I was so pumped for that. Yeah, especially I, when it was like in continuity. Yeah, and it had <laughs> weird release windows where it's like we'd get it, but they just kind of repeat two or three episodes all the time, but I was it on it. MTV for you. Uh, I can't remember that. Like, yeah, I think it was like, or the Canadian equivalent of much music. Okay. But, um, I don't see that's new to me. I don't even know what that is. I'm such an elitist American. 
<laughs> yeah, like we had... Our continent's the only continent, Carlos. It's the only continent. You're included in this. <laughs> it's Yeah, it, it is true. Like, I fully embrace the fact that we're just USA light. But... <laughs> Was it like Robin Williams? Like Canada's like the the uh, the apartment below above apartment having a party or something like that. He said something. Like, yeah, he delivered a lot better than I did. I was like, oh, okay, it's interesting take. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's yeah. As much as people like to to draw a line and talk about us being completely unique, it's like no. It's like if you're in Quebec, yeah, sure, maybe, but the rest of Canada, it's just oh, USA. The Expos, close to my heart. <laughs> Viva Los Expos. Oh, jeez. That's it. You got me. You, that's it. I, I, you know, between you and – I got you, I got Reno, I got Adam. I think I got Canada covered. That's it. That's all I got. You got all the important places. Yeah, I got Montreal, Toronto, and uh, Calgary. So that's yeah. it. There you go, man. That's there it. you go. Like, technically, people might argue that you want Vancouver, but you get a guy from Vancouver on and – You'll realize it just. I know Paul Herman. Seattle's close enough to Vancouver. Does it make a difference? No, no. You got you got P Thug. It's just yeah. That's it, baby. It's the same thing. It's all connected. It's the exact same. (laughs) Yeah, it's the exact same. Oh man! Before I let you go, Madam Web trailer. Did you watch it? Did you dig it? You feeling this movie? Yeah, you know what? Like, I watch it. I I certainly think it's leaning a little more to the Sony verse quality as opposed to the MCU offerings. That said, I think Well recently they're about equal. <laughs> yeah, this this is true. But I I thought it was kinda interesting. Like I I felt they were doing some neat and different things and it really felt like they were taking some swings with this. So, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, like I I don't know. Like, I'm hoping that they. Dakota Johnson looks like she put forth a pretty solid performance, and they mm-hmm. have some strong actresses in there. So I think if the performances are good and they have some decent direction, um, I'm I'm kind of feeling it. Like, honestly, if you were to ask me between that and the MCU movies that we know that we have on the table, I would genuinely take Madam Web over anything that we have like and i'm admittedly not the biggest deadpool fan so um like the wolverine aspect is kind of the only thing that holds water there for me but uh, i don't know when i went to deadpool 2 and there was a bunch of dudes like just forcing themselves to laugh at everything i jumped off that train and never (laughs) looked back so it's like ah you know what madam webb at least it's something different um I suspect they've done some pretty cool things with the costumes for some of the other spider women and whatnot. Mm. So that'll be cool to see. Um, we, we got what's his face from severance in there. And I'm curious to see if he's Ben Parker or if he's there that universe's like, version of like Peter. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. I didn't think of that. I like that. I like that you brought that out there. Um, this isn't exactly Julia Carpenter isn't exactly my Madam Web. I like old woman web, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of like, all right, well, let's see. But you know, I'm interested enough to just like, all right, what do you got? Because you don't know what you're gonna get with these Sony Spider-Man movies. You know, I, I really dug Venom One actually a lot. Venom Two and Morbius not so much. Uh, we're still waiting on Craven, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna check it out at some point. I want to see this. 
it's like you said i'm curious i'm just like sony sony marvel movies i'm just curious i gotta see them <laughs> yeah they do wacky stuff they take big swings and it's like it feels like like late 90s early 2000s right like it kind of has like that nostalgic feel that like the movie goes ah, i know what you want to see and you're like you have no idea what i see <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a hundred percent with that assessment, right? Where it's just like Avi Arad's taking his shot, and uh, Avi's crazy, yeah. man. He's a part of this cartoon, which is nuts because it's like I see Avi's name and I just shake my head. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we've been through a lot, haven't we? Us and Avi, he's <laughs> taking us on quite the journey. It's true. It's true. Oh, that's fabulous, Carlos. Thank you for coming on. Um, it was a blast having you. Uh, plug away, please. Oh man, my sincere pleasure. And honestly, I I don't have any plugs. I'm just a unrestricted free agent out there. And uh, yeah, if you feel like following me, Twitter is kind of the only place I hang out. And uh, Canadian Cape Crusader, CDN Cape Crusade R, uh, is how it goes. Or yeah, just plug it in. Or I'm sure Pete'll have it somewhere. But uh, yeah, if you want to talk comic book stuff or Michael Jackson. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter. There you go. All right. Hey, you guys stay tuned. Wait for the jingle because uh, I believe I, I think just wait for the next segment. Just have the jingle. I forget if it's Adam or not, but we'll figure it out in post production. How's that sound? Later yeah, on. All Canadian. All right, everyone. We are back at it here with the amazing Spider Man segment of the show. We welcome back Adam uh, from the great up north to uh, join us once again for uh, the amazing Adam and the amazing Spider Man. Uh, issues 37, 38. Uh, they keep teasing us with Gang War, Adam. It's not here just yet. It's coming. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, we've got Rec Pack and the Repo Man. And um, I kind of got to admit, I, I think I warmed up to Rec Rap or whatever the hell his name is a little bit after these two issues. I, I, I think the character's fun. But uh-huh. it, much much like Bizarro, I can only take him in small spurts. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think you know, like I, I, two issues is fine. <laughs> if I had to go through like a, a twelve issue arc with him, it's like yeah, well, that what this is? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think so. I think it's just a. I think it's just a twofer, and then we're done. At least that's what I'm. Really, hoping. it feels like we've been doing this for like at least seven issues. I feel he hasn't oh, been. I, around. I messed up with that dark web nonsense months ago. So. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's but it, I like I think to, I think I said it last issue. He really is just bizarre Spider Man. I mean, that's yeah. All it he, is. I think he's got a little bit more up there, up top than bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Him but that, he's yeah. like that because he, he he he. I think he's. He's just not really self-aware, I think, yeah. of his surroundings, whereas Bizarro is just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Bizarro's head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, I'm trying to read that. I'll give him credit. At least this character can put a sentence together and it makes sense. It's at least English. <laughs> yeah, whereas, whereas when you're reading Bizarro, it's like, I have a headache and I've only read two sentences. What, what, uh-huh. what am I reading here? So... Um, but I did like. I thought the art was really, really Ed McGinnis again is is. He's just pro. Yeah, he really fits uh, Spider Man. Uh, I think uh, quite well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was was it was it anything groundbreaking? No. Was it fun for two issues? Sure. 
you know, I yeah, I actually had fun with the whole rec rap, like throwback to like you know uh, the Kraken, which is his version of Craven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I thought was cool because he turned into, into like a giant starfish. But if you look at him, he looks like Craven a little bit. So that was yeah. interesting. Uh, then we got a little bit of Peter Parker. We got a little bit more teases of Gang War. Uh, I don't. Who is this fake Doctor Strange? I don't know who this is. Involved I was trying to. I'm like, who's this now? I'm like, it's Doctor Strange with an outfit change. Like, what's, what's going right? on? Like, he looks just like Stephen Strange. So I've got to do some work. Uh, I think they, uh, Hammerhead calls him by his name at some point, but I don't think. Uh, I've am I going to call him, him Bizarro Strange now? Is that what? I, is that what we're doing? Well, just, uh, <laughs> he looks too much like Dar- Dar- Doctor Strange to me from the uh, from. Um, yeah, yeah, but. I did like how Randy Robertson got caught up in the middle of this mess in issue 37. Yeah. Uh, that was the most interesting part because in issues 38, it led to some really good conflict between him and his ex fiance Tombstone's daughter. And that connected more into um, gang war as well. But right. then issue 37 was really about rec rap. And then issue 38 was all about repo. Um, it, what do you th- what, here? Say something. You there there something was straight. a scene. There was a scene. I think it was thirty-seven when uh-huh. Peter and and Rick Rapp are talking in the uh, the office, and then Osborne comes in, yeah, and he's just very cold and and miserable, and it's like, are we start, are we starting to see the, the the Goblin come to the surface? Yeah, um, you know that. So that like piqued my interest. I'm like, wow, he's already acting different than what we've come to expect from him. Um, you know, so. That's something uh, that's kind of been derailed for about three, four issues since Rec Rap right, has kind right. of resurfaced, which I don't mind in a sense because it's like when it comes back, it's like, oh, I really like this, you know. But in, in the meantime, like, uh, it, does, it does kind of sound better than what I got here in front of me. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think the, the Rec Rap stuff was just a break from all the the more the, the tension and the serious stuff, so that, you know they tried uh-huh. to lighten it up a bit. But but and, and so that's fine, but. But again, I think the Norman stuff interests me. Like you said, the, the teases for 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 uh, gang war and like the setup for that, uh, and it all goes back to when you know Wilson Fisk was mayor and he created that th- those laws. You know, it seems like it goes mm. back to those anti superhero laws yes. kind of kind of deal. So you know, I like that there's an overarching uh, continuity going back that far, but back to what was it called the the Daredevil event, the, the uh, Devil's Reign. That's that. Thank you. That's it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I liked all that stuff. I, I, like, that's where my interest was like with, with the rest of also stuff, wrapping up the limbo storyline. Yeah, so you know? hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're done with that. And yeah. finally, cause it seems like, like you were saying earlier, the limbo stuff seems like it's been going on forever. Um, yeah. and it hasn't been anything to write home about overall. So if it's over, thank God. Um, let's move along. But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it was fun for the most part. Uh, interesting with the with the gang war setup, but like I, like I said, at the end of the day, uh, I I think well, the big the big takeaway for for me is like I could just flip through the pages and look at Ed McGinnis's art and be happy. Yeah, um, he, he even this rec rap he draws really well. It's yeah, just yeah, big yeah. Iron Man, which seems more Ed McGinnis. Like he's really thinned his character design down a lot over the recent years. I've said yeah. this a moment podcast rec rap seems to be more of the old school version uh, art of beginners you know back when his superman batman public enemy days stuff like that the yeah, which, which is the stuff i loved yeah yeah you know i kind of cut my teeth on those books um yeah and then issue 38 we really learn who this repo man is 
Did yeah. you see this coming? Did you make the connection? They told me, I was like, I guess this makes sense. That's why that character was introduced in, so, yeah. in such a minuscule way, like issues ago. As I was like, okay. But it's like, it turns a lot of people, like, yeah. people, the rent guy, you know, the guy coming for the rent. I'm like, really? Uh, the thing was, wasn't it Peter's hospital bill? I think you mentioned hospital Yeah, bills. it was the hospital bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there like, that's who this is? It was I mean, such like, for... an unsatisfying reveal. I was expecting something a little more, bit more. Yeah, just, so I thought it, it was wasn't really something much bigger, but it was like, okay, I guess. But like, yeah. I, I think the the weirdest thing is is seeing, uh, you know, obviously throughout the, the past couple of issues, we've seen Repo, you know, air quotes, eat uh, his, uh, you know, his, his, um, I guess his suspects are. Uh, yeah, that's a little over. disturbing. <laughs> it was. And then we got to see how Peter and uh, Rec Rap entered and escaped Repo's, I guess, digestive system, which was yeah, interesting. Yeah. McGinnis chose some very hard for certain spots, and I'm like, oh, I, I just, I, oh. he looked like he had fun drawing. Right? He, he looked like he had fun drawing that. I, I will say, oh, yeah, he looked like yeah, it was really entertaining. I was, I, I was kind of just like, okay, this is this is way too crazy for Spider-Man for me. But I liked, but again, like it's there's other stuff around it. Like I really like Randy going to, yeah. um. Uh, Luke Cage, and they're again they bring, they're talking about Devil's Reign and Fisk's Law and that stuff, and Hammerhead and his girlfriend. They kind of give me like Nicholson and Blondie vibes from '89, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm yeah, getting yeah. stuff like that. So the more grounded Superman, uh, Spider-Man stuff. I apologize is uh, is is really resonating with me. Well, meanwhile, P- uh, Peter and and Bizarro Peter are escaping through a monstrous asylum. Yeah, like, again, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the fantastical stuff. But even I have my limits. Yeah, and I think going through the the stomach uh, cavity of, of of a character is is where I'm like, all right, um, that's where I I take my bag and check out. But <laughs> yeah, know? but, <laughs> but then you, again, like what we said, what we were talking about, Hammerhead really pushing forward the yeah. gang war objective, causing events to happen. You've got Mister Negative involved in this. Owsley looks great. He looks like he has an old school outfit. Yes, yeah. You know, which was very nice to see. Um, and I, I, yeah, it, you're seeing the gangs actually kind of come into some conflict here. And it's 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 interesting. Hammerhead tried to be the mediator. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that that's not going to end well. I don't think. Um, no, now we're just planning everything. <laughs> the, the interesting thing to me too is what, what I like about it is is just the amount of stuff. From continuity that's that's involved here like you, you know like we talked about the the, the hospital bill collector that's going back a, a ways you know we're bringing in devil's reign so you really have to be this is not a book where i think it's i mean i'm sure they'll make it accessible with with the first issue of, of this gang war uh, storyline but you know you kind of have to have been reading to make sense of some of this stuff otherwise it's just going to be like what What's going on? Like, well, yeah, this was like, your, well, why is Randy it, visiting Tombstone in the hospital? Like, what, you know? If this was your first issue of Amazing Spider-Man, I, I'm willing to bet you're going to be confused. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And that's another aspect, too. We, we're finally seeing what's going on with Tombstone. Uh, his daughter, uh, what, what do they call her? I forget, it was it's Beetle. Oh, something. yeah. I think, some, Beetle. yeah. I think it's just the Beetle. Uh, but she, you know, she had a great interaction with Randy. Silvermane's involved somehow with uh, with fake Doctor Strange, yeah. and that leads us up to um, a silhouette at the end of issue thirty eight. 
which uh, isn't. I'm telling you, I'm 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 interested because I don't know who, who, do the hell it is. who do you think it is. You think it's uh, uh, go- you think it's Norman as the Goblin? I think it's I think it's Norman as Norman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I had to well, guess, I just I think it's Norman. Yeah, I thought Norman. I'm like the first thought. I the first thought I had was that's Norman. Yeah, Norman. Maybe he's got a little green eye, you know, like yeah. so the so the goblins in there. But I, I, yeah, I, I bet you I'm totally wrong though. It just it just seems like that's the type of thing that Wells would kind of do just to confuse me. Yeah, just to switch. Yeah, but I hope the switch up. If there is a switch up, it's actually a meaningful character, not the hospital the hospital bill collector. No, I, I, and I'm with you. And I think he's on that road because if we, we've seen the return of Tombstone, Silvermane, yeah. Hammerhead. You know, like I, I can't remember the last time Silvermane has popped up in a Spider-Man book. It's been a while for sure. It's been a long time, you know, and uh, it's almost like people have forgotten. And I, I got to find out who this thing Doctor Strange is. But I, I kind of like that's where Wells is going. It seems like, yeah. you know, post he's had his fun with um, Limbo and everything, but it seems like he's he is drawing from a classic rogues gallery and, and, and a rogues gallery that doesn't seem to be used that much yeah, recently. And it's, so. and, it's, and Spider-Man has, to my, my leanings, the second best rogues gallery in all of comics. So uh, I think we know who the first is. I'm not, not going to yeah. say it. I don't want to I, I, I put Flash up there. I think Flash is a really yeah, good. Yeah, Flash is top three. Flash is top three. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I like when they when they pull from the the classics and and you know those deep cuts and so. In that respect, I, I dig it, and uh, I'm looking forward to to Gang War. I think it's I think it's, it's going to be fun. I'm telling you, Tombstone's going to wake up during Gang War, and all hell's going to. Not like it's going to be peaceful to begin with. Yeah. But that, I think that'll be the turning point within the war is when Tombstone wakes up and realizes he's got a lot of people to kick ass. Well, when you're, you know, getting, like, all the, <laughs> when you're getting all the street heroes of the of the, the Marvel universe, it's 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 it's. I mean, let, let, let's see how useful they are. There's so many heroes in New York. Let, 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 let's see how they handle this. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting stuff to see. That's for sure. Maybe we'll get a Fantastic Four appearance in in Spider Man or something. I don't know. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, obviously, we'll see some Luke Cage. He's already been introduced yeah, in the story. It seems like they're going more street level with it. So, I, I mean, we'll see. So, you probably see some Defenders. Yeah, Daredevil yeah, probably yeah, be in there. Yeah. Well, I think Electra for sure. I don't know about, about Matt. Matt's doing some on his own on Quest right Matt's now. Ha- uh, Matt's having issues of his own. He's, you know, uh, and, and that's a good book, by the way. If you are, if, I'm if, enjoying it. I, I enjoy yeah. the whole Father of Murdoch and, thing. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of very. I'm very particular about Daredevil because it's my favorite Marvel character. Mm. So I'm I'm picky with the storylines, but I'm liking it so far. Uh, yeah. I, the last time I didn't like Daredevil, I think Wade was writing while, it. And while. he was in San Francisco wearing yeah, a suit. Yeah, that's the one that I wasn't too keen on. But Yeah, I don't think anyone liked that version. His, you know, Daredevil's had a run of great of great uh, stories overall, so uh, that's why I'm pickier because I've been spoiled. <laughs> um, Did you read that uh, Daredevil Black book that came out? I haven't Recently. read it yet. I'm, I'm going to, but I haven't. I uh, hate that suit, so I didn't pick it up. It's not my thing. I'm like, yeah. ah, you're not so, getting me with that one, guys. Well, I like Daredevil in Red is my preference, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I actually hate Daredevil in anything other than Red. And even the yellow, like, I could pass it, but it's not my thing. I hated I like the, the black DD suit. That's yeah, not my no, thing. I like the yellow, but I need the red. Like, the red to yeah, me the, is, 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 That's is, like, I thought it fit for the She-Hulk show. I was like, ah, this makes sense. If you're going to yeah. do more lighthearted Daredevil, yeah. he should be yellow. And it's, especially if they're kind of soft rebooting him. It makes sense. To do that. And now he's being rebooted again. So that's, what yeah. so that's how far that went. Back to the serious, dark, you know, Netflix yeah. style. Let's get back to Blood and Guts, kids, right? 
So the next time me and Adam get together will probably be issue 39, and I, I'm assuming Gang War 1. I forget how we worked it out, but we worked it out. Um, so we will get into Gang War when he gets into it. We're both looking really forward to yeah, it. Uh, which issue did you actually like more than the other here for between 37 and 38? Uh, I'm going to say 38. Was yep, I'm actually with you 100%. 37, I'm like, all right, the Norman stuff was cool. Uh, the other stuff was fun, but forgettable. Uh, but but 38 was, was really, you know, where things... Yeah. Uh, the, the, the gang war picked up a little bit. Gang war picked up a little bit. We got to see Randy and the Tombstones interact, and that's big for me because I think that's a huge storyline. I, I, yeah. I kind of liked where that was going. I thought Peter living with a guy engaged to a supervillain was an interesting... It certainly uh, is. It was yeah. a very Spider-Man thing. Right? It, just, it yeah. just made sense to me. You so can never I, pick. You can never pick. You know, straightforward roommates with no baggage. It's always somebody's always got something going. His vetting process is not very good. Let's let's say that. <laughs> should have stayed with that man. He should. He save a lot of money at least, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I was a bigger fan of 38 than 37. So. But uh, again, can't wait till Gang War comes out. Looking forward to that. Um, but and also, I'm with Adam. If you're jumping into Amazing right now, you're gonna be confused as all hell. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I, Wikipedia I think, is your friend. I think you. I think you gotta wait for Gang War to start. If you're for, if you're waiting to jump on Amazing, I think you yeah. should wait for Gang War. Yeah. And then and, and like Adam said, Wikipedia your way through it. Yeah. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of connective tissue there that'll be able to sufficiently uh, suppress your fanboy appetite, but you're still yeah. curious for more. Um, that's good. Uh, now uh, we're gonna have a little a wrench in the gears here. I want to talk to Adam about another thing that's popping up, and uh, I'll talk Spider-Man to Spider-Man adjacent. Let's yeah, Spider-Man adjacent. I, I think I talked to uh, – who did I do the – I think I talked to Carlos about it last segment as well but because uh, the show gets recorded on different weeks, so I got to remember things now. Uh, Adam, Madam Webb's trailer dropped. Um, what did you think? I was intrigued. I, I got to say, I, I was intrigued. Um, I uh, the, the, the tone of it was interesting to me. Um, you know, um, I, I think in terms of the Sony, whatever the hell they're calling this universe, I think it's the Sony universe of Mar- Marvel, Marvel characters. It's, a ridicu- it's a ridiculous mouthful of nonsense. Um, but having said that, a lot of people instantly crap on it because well, it's not the MCU. And it's not connected, so God forbid. But I, oh, it's I, connected. Well, it's connected to itself. <laughs> that universe is connected. It's all itself, connected over there. Yeah, not to, yeah, and kind of sorted to the to, to Tom Holland's. Uh, we don't know which oh, Spider-Man you, is will see, you will see. <laughs> you'll see what's his name from uh, Morbius. Jared Leto will appear in a post-credit scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, these crazy movies. Uh, I don't know if I want him to be in it, but but I think we'll probably. You're right. We'll probably see him. Um, but no, I. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll take any Keaton I can get. It. Let's be honest. I'm um, with you. But but you know, like people crap on it. But look, I didn't hate Morbius. Um, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I have zero interest in Craven. But this, I mean, like the way the way it was like it had that time bending, uh, altering reality kind of. Like I'm, I'm interested in all that, so uh, I was down for it. And, and like I said, the the, the spider the spider woman aspect of it, uh, you know, 
introducing that character. Mm. I, I was intrigued. You know, there's rumors that the, one of the, the paramedics in the scene was was Ben Parker. So, you know, Sony's finally going to get th that young. That's what they're saying the Severance guy is. They're saying yeah, he's the, Ben Parker. The young Uncle Ben aspect that they've yeah. always wanted. You know, they're going to jam that through. So, but I was intrigued. Like, I, like I, I dug it. And, uh, you know, uh, just, just to go along with the, if anybody's following me on Twitter, they'll know the joke that I have multiverse wives and three of them are in this movie. So, by virtue of that, I'll probably, I'll probably I'm going to see it. I'll be at the premiere covering this. The movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, not that anybody gives me premiere passes, but whatever. I'll work my way in there. Uh, you know, there. They, uh, they, they, the influencers get to see these movies uh, on the first day, not people that actually read the books. The uh, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I, I don't read much. Uh, Spider Woman, maybe a limited series here or there. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not familiar too much with the character because I know there's several different versions of the character. I do love Madam Web. Uh, as everyone knows, my preference is Old Woman Web, the yeah. fortune teller in the chair. I'll check this out. This seems very mid 90s, early 2000s to me. Yeah. yeah. I know what to expect with these yeah. Sony movies. I'm just going to go in there and munch on my popcorn. Exactly. I don't know how good it's going to be, but I'll tell you what, I'm interested to see how it connects in the post credit scene because I, the last time we saw this Spider-Man Sony-less, or Sony-Sony Spider-Man-less universe, yeah, they connected the Vulture into Morbius and it made no sense at all. The best part is, the best part is, anybody with a brain could tell that those two scenes were not, like those two characters were not filmed together. No, oh. they, well, I mean, if you look at the trailer, I think in the trailer for Morbius, there Keaton's in a jump and a prison orange jumpsuit. He walks by Morbius, and they have some sort of dialogue together. Yeah, right? like, he says, "What's up, Doc?" Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then in the movie, it's somehow after no uh, multiverse Matt or no, what's it called? The Spider uh, no, way home. no way home. The Vulture ends up in the end of Morbius and then they want to go attack Spider-Man even though Morbius doesn't know who Spider-Man is. Right? Uh, like it's how do any of them know who Spider-Man is? He's never appeared in one of these movies. <laughs> like here's the, here's my message to Sony. Not that they're listening. Sony's balls is you, what you, really attracts me to these. Yeah, yeah, but my thing is listen, you've got three Spider-Man. Pick one. I think I'm with you on that. I don't care which one it is. Just pick one and stick him in one of these movies. You I think I agree money? with you. Yeah, like you listen. There are two Teflon in the in the comic book space as it is right now. There are two what I call Teflon characters, and that's Spider Man and Batman. So I get you worried were, though that because what you're saying with Spider Man is very air quotes the Flash. You know, you're gonna take a Keaton figure, put him in this new movie. We just saw that bomb. That's the only thing that gets me nervous because yeah, Aquaman's kind of really low as well. Look, no matter what those guys do. Andrew Garfield and or uh, what's his uh, to uh, Toby Maguire? I was going to call him Peter Parker. Toby Maguire. Yeah. Neither of those two guys are Ezra Miller. It's <laughs> so, very true. Very true. <laughs> that eliminates half of the problem. And um, to be honest, if they made it, I would like to see, it, especially now with the dynamic of the general audience, especially coming off of something like The Flash, where I thought fanboys should have came out and celebrated yeah. the return yeah. of the OG Batman. Let's say it's Toby. And it's, you know, the kind of like the grand return of the OG Spider-Man. 
is it kind of like an age thing? Is that fan base still rabid enough to go out there and drive the box office? Whereas Keaton fan base, let's just say, kind of died off because they're older. You know, like, you know, like, did they not yeah, go to the movie? Still, still, I'd be interested to find that out. It's still a sore spot for me through the fact that. that no one showed better. up for Keaton's return. It bothers yeah, me, man. It, it, it does. It's a fanboy. Yeah. It pissed me off, but I will say this. Because I, I thought he was going to be huge. I mean, he was, so, so, I thought uh, between uh, Birdman. I mean, I thought Keaton was having a renaissance. So many friggin' toys, it's ridiculous. But, um, uh, anyway. but yeah, you know, <laughs> let's be honest, that was just an excuse. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think, I, I think there's still that, that crossover aspect of, you know, the early 2000s Spider-Man movies with, you know, the rabbit MCU uh, fanboys. I, I think there's some overlap there, which will, which could be a difference maker. Mm. Uh, plus, look, I, I, I'm going to get on a bit of a soapbox here for two minutes. You know, I, I think in terms of all the all the all the, what's going on with the box office, you know what part of the problem is? It's too expensive to go to movies nowadays. Like, I don't want to sound like an old man, but I spend for two tickets. Let's go back to the Flash. Forty five dollars for two tickets because they were premium. Uh, That's not including your your snacks. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is a problem. And like. So now, yeah. well, what is there, a, a Marvel movie every two months? Yeah. To go to all of them, what, what, what do I got to do? Lose a limb to pay for it? I, I, that's what it's getting at. And, yeah, and I mean, that's part of the reason why I haven't gone to see as many movies as I did. They've, they've conditioned, and they've conditioned us, hey, in two months or, or two and a half months, it's you can watch it at home. Just wait. And so most people are like, oh, what the hell? And I'll say this as someone who has gone to who tries to go to every movie to support the genre because I love the genre because I love these characters, all of them, yeah, me too. even characters I don't care. Um, if it, it has come down to me seeing this weekend, and I haven't done it yet, but either Captain Marvel or Thanksgiving, I'm going to go see Thanksgiving. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I did because, and again, I, I, I actually, how can I phrase this? It wasn't great, it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed the first Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the caveat. With this one, when I saw the trailers and everything else, I was like, "Yeah, that, that's a wait for Disney Plus." The only thing I did because everybody was talking about it, I went on YouTube and surprise, surprise, the post-credit scene was there. I'm not going to spoil it in case you don't oh, know really? what it is. But but I don't. It, know. it was there. I saw it, and I'm like, oh, "Was it anyway. a good one?" I liked the individual that showed up. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's all I'll say. If fine. I say anything else, it'll spoil it. But I do I want to see the movie. I actually think the movie looks pretty decent. I, I thought it was funny. I like. Yeah, it's nothing. That, that, it's not that I don't want to see it. It's not that I don't want to see it. It's just that there's so much things like like I've got so much stuff. Like every day seems like I got something going on, especially now leading up to Christmas. So it's like, okay, I got to pick my spots when I can get to a theater. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, we're just coming off uh, American Thanksgiving. Adam's up in Canada, obviously, so like things have been a little bit crazier the month beforehand for me as well. So, it's the holiday season is is rough, you know. You know what movie I'm going to see in a theater for sure? Aquaman and the, and the Lost Kingdom, or whatever it's called. When is that? When is the Canadian Thanksgiving? Uh, October. I think it's the first. Oh, so you had a long time ago. First weekend of October. First or second weekend of October. Yeah. Okay, so you you yeah, got so you I, get a little I, nice break in between. I've digested the turkey of, of the, and now I'm ready for Christmas, man. Too. Okay, uh, yeah. So, well, I'll be ready on December 1st. 
We're we're in the pregame you know meal phase of, of okay let's get the stomach ready for Christmas yeah so but I like that I don't know how, you, how, how the Americans do it we go from you know a month less than a month later and it's already you know the Christmas binging right so I like that break in between <laughs> and I we, I actually think you guys nailed that one <laughs> we, and and the way we do it is like we do it over <laughs> the course of usually it's, it's the, the the whole weekend so it's like the Friday Saturday Sunday oh that's nice. Because you guys have like the one day and then. And it's Thursday. You, for some of you, it's like back to work or whatever, you know. It's like, yeah, I, I wised up. Usually we get Black Friday off. Um, I wised up. I took the Wednesday off before, so I ended up having a nice five-day weekend. Like if, I be, if I binge eat, the last thing I want to do is have to go to work or, or somewhere. Uh, I, 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 I'm taking the day after Christmas off as well. <laughs> Find me a couch and let me sleep. It's, yeah, I mean, I fell asleep during after right after Thanksgiving dinner. That turkey, it definitely put me to sleep. Yeah, but, so, um, yeah. But yeah, Web I'm interested about. I'm very curious. I, I, again, like, I don't know. Coming out of Venom into Venom 2, which I did not like. I love Venom 1, actually. Yeah, Venom was I, I actually like it a lot more every time I rewatch it. It's so fun. Morbius is, is I'll never watch that again. And I am interested to see what they do with Craven. I mean, because I, I don't know. Chameleon or Rhino is in this movie. And I have heard that they just, there's a crazy mutation scene. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Okay, see, I didn't know about any of that. So, yeah, there's apparently some sort of crazy mutation scene, and apparently involves either one or the other. And I'm like, well, if it's chameleon, it could be he could be changing into anything. If it's rhino, it's only one thing. <laughs> and, and Aaron Taylor Johnson is is a good actor, so you know, like, yeah. Again, and it's and what's his name? Who was the lead in Many Saints in Newark? He plays his uh, his brother. Yeah, and and it's you know like it's. My issue is like I, I just don't again. As good of a, an actor as Aaron Taylor Johnson is, it, it comes down to the material. Like, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Jared Leto's a weird dude, but he's a good actor. Yeah, but if if yeah. the material's garbage, you know, i.e., his Joker and Morbius, then I mean, there's only so much an actor could do with garbage, right? <laughs> you know, I agree. so so I mean, let, let, let's see what it is. But again, I go into these things expecting. If I have fun, especially the Sony verse, if I have fun, that's enough. <laughs> you know. I mean, it, it, it. Yeah, that's it. Just like I'm if just I don't go there, hope for the best. If my if my feeling coming out of this is I didn't flush, you know, twelve or twenty dollars down the toilet, then it's a win. I think it'd be great if somehow the Spider-Man from the old '70s TV show showed up in this movie. Sure, why not? While we're while <laughs> like we're multiversing stuff, why the hell not? Yeah, like at this point, just get just, just throw it Parker, in there. I guess we can do it. Yeah, why not? If they're sure. doing multiverse, let's fully embrace it because uh, I'm sure they got to put, put the '90s animators, but like make them animated and then just go. Let's, let's yeah, yeah bring, bring Brady back. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I wouldn't complain. I could cover it on the show. Does that yeah. count as animated Spider-Man? <laughs> I guess it would, yeah. yeah. Oh, Adam, thank you for joining me today. Um, no it's it's fun. great to talk to you about all this stuff. It's fun as always. Uh, why don't you plug away, pal? All right. Well, if you want to follow, uh, follow me, it's at Adam underscore Lee's fan on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. Uh, it's the Multiverse Musings Podcast Network. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on the Straight Out of Gotham Facebook page. I post uh, a link after every new episode. And then actually what I'm done here, I'm editing. Um, Post not editing. Donnie does the editing. I'm posting a uh, uh, the latest episode Donnie and I did, which was a review of the first five issues of The Incredible Hulk by Philip Kennedy Johnson. No, oh, uh, nice. And Nick Klein. 
Uh, so Good series. That'll be up. It is. It is. That'll be up uh, shortly. Uh, and uh, yeah, track me down there, and we can talk about all this superhero stuff. And, and uh, how are your Leafs doing? They're they're ten five and three, and they just lost in overtime last night to one of the worst teams in the league, the Chicago Blackhawks. After yeah. having a three after having a three one lead in wow, typical Leaf fashion. They crapped the bed, and they're back at it tonight against Pittsburgh. So who knows? But not bad. <laughs> How uh, the Devils doing? Oh my God, they're puking. They started off good. They started yeah, off they good. did. Then they got the injury bug, and then yeah. finally uh, Jack came back. Uh, I, don't, I actually I don't even remember if I saw Nico play last night, but I think uh, uh, what's his name Timo's hurt, so they got a bit. Of, they got the injury bug right those now. Hughes brothers, those Hughes brothers are something else, man. They're good. They're yeah. good. They're still young. They need to. They need to hit the weight room a little bit, if you ask me. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, you know, probably, yeah. Future's bright, so we'll see. Hopefully, but uh, they need a hot march to get back into. Looks like things. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I I could go for another thirteen game point streak or win streak, whatever it was. Last year was. Well, nice. I mean, yeah, that was that was, that was <laughs> it great. Yeah, carried, that was, it carried them the rest of the season. That was so, insane. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. yeah. I believe they ended it against your Leafs, if I'm not mistaken. Probably, yeah. I think it was, it was, it was, was that the game. Yeah, was that the game where where the fans were throwing shit on the ice? I can't. I don't remember. It was in Toronto. I believe oh, it was, it was in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, it's rough hockey season, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, spring training's see. around the corner. Yeah, uh, you, you like the baseball. I'm, I get. I, I I enjoy the baseball. It's outdoors with beer and hot dogs. It's not better than that. Well, that, <laughs> part, that part of it was always fun. Yeah. I, yeah. That part of it's fun. That's good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, but don't go anywhere because after the jingle, we're going to talk, or I'm going to talk solo, Spine Tingling Spider-Man and the new Spider-Boy series, issue one, uh, because he's heavily involved in Dan's slot. And, you know, Dan's doing his thing. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the final segment of the show, the solo part of the show, where I break down just comic books that I'm, I'm into right now, Spider-related, and um, one book, uh, two books particularly that I'll be talking about today, uh, Spider-Boy and Spine-Tingling Spider-Man. Spider-Boy uh, actually came out at the end of last month, but uh, recorded before the issue came out. I think it came out like Halloween night or whatever that uh, that week was, and uh, I was just like, you know what, I'll just talk about it next month. It's not that big a deal, so here we are. <clears throat> um, this was really cool. It really breaks down the origin of Spider-Boy to an extent. Um, we got Slot back writing the story. Obviously, this is his. This is his new. Uh, this is his new toy. His new brainchild, and uh, some of I think some of his best Spider-Man writing since a uh, long, long time. Um, I'm really into this. This new character, uh, Bailey Briggs. I'm, I find him interesting, and now that we know how he's created, it's uh, it's a little more fascinating. Um, not really traditional radioactive spider bite. Uh, Madame Monstrosity, who apparently now, due to retconning, has taken claim to creating all the Spider-Man villains throughout all time, uh, apparently, uh, which I read on the internet, which is fascinating. Um, so if you want to dig deeper into continuity and what's going on within the uh, 616 Marvel Universe, uh, apparently, uh, Slot introduced her uh, in one of his runs earlier, and I actually don't remember the character. I had to look her up. So she's involved with Spider-Boy. Um <clears throat> How they how they get to it is it, it's cool it, it's action packed you know he it's a it's a save the day moment he recognizes hey I recognize my, my friend blah 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 and then he has his flashback his PTSD moment so 
that's uh, that's kind of how they do that. And I think it was I think Slot did it pretty masterfully. Like I kind of was like uh, feeling you know feeling bad for Spider Boy because here he is. He's kind of going through the ring a little bit. He's getting daily bugled, right? He does something, and then they write a, uh, a headline calling him a monster, and blah, blah, blah. so he gets Spider Man involved, and uh, Spider Man and Robbie talk it out, which was cool because it, it's an interesting dynamic. You know, it's not the same uh, Peter hanging out the window yelling at Jonah type. Little Spider Man, you know, yelling at Jonah and Peter complaining. Hey, look, Spider Man, I like that. It's uh, <clears throat> it's interesting seeing Spider Man go face to face at you know with the you know the editor in chief for the Daily Bugle and kind of get things straightened out. And in turn, they, uh, you know, they kind of push forward and change the image of Spider-Boy within the city. But I like the dynamic between Bailey and Peter. I kind of like how Peter's accepted this to an extent. Like, Peter's kind of like, oh, well, crazier things have happened. So this kid who I don't remember being my sidekick, uh, this isn't the craziest thing I've heard all day. And it, it's it's really fun. I, I it, You know, they leave you a bit on a cliffhanger um, with the story. Uh, <laughs> so... You know, you kind of you're <laughs> you're waiting to see where it goes for. You want to see what Madam um, Mayhem or whatever her name is 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 up to. Apparently, she's the creator. I uh, I had no idea who this character was, so I had to look look for uh, look for it on the internet. But you know, that was interesting. Um, th- there's also a backup story, which is kind of cute and fun. Uh, just kind of it's very especially coming off of you know American Thanksgiving for the international uh, audience. We just had Thanksgiving here in the States and, uh, you know, just, uh, spider boy, spider girl trying to save a parade balloon man, you know, just goes crazy and turns the parade balloons into, uh, walking, uh, you know, demolition derby. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun. So I, I actually enjoyed that a little bit. Um, Captain America apparently gets involved in the main, uh, spider boy ish, uh, story next week. Um, so our next month and that'll be fun. It actually be this month. But I kind of like the introduction of what Slot's been doing um, in Spider-Verse and now into Spider-Boy volume uh, issue number one. Um, I'm interested in this character. I want to see where it goes forth. Like I said, there's really good chemistry with him and Peter. There's great chemistry with him and Spider-Man, mostly because Spider-Boy has that chemistry and and Spider-Man doesn't. So that's a fun dynamic. Um, And and the artwork in the book is great, too. Um, Let's see. Paco Medina did a great job in the art. So... Just, there's nothing to complain about. This book is just—it's fascinating. I'm really looking forward to see the next issue. Is I'm really excited to see him team up with Spider-Man in, in Spider-Man. It doesn't really seem to be where they're going. In Amazing, Amazing is going in a different direction, as you may have known if you've been listening to uh, Adam and I discuss that earlier. So that was fun. Uh, Spider-Boy was definitely—it's definitely worth your read. You know, if you're if you were on the fence about it, and you're like, ah, Spider-Man's never had a sidekick. What am I doing? This story is at least interesting. Slot's doing something very creative here. And uh, I think you would appreciate that. I really do. So I highly recommend you picking up Spider-Boy. I think it's uh, one of the better comic books out there. Now, this book here, Spine Tingling Spider-Man, by uh, uh, the writer is Saladin. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know where that came from, that frog. Saladin Ahmed. Wow. I mean, this book is crazy. This is... Uh, I wish this book came out, like, weekly in October. It is just terrifying and scary and it's a really interesting concept we you know each book seems to be very different um but you know there was there was the song element and now you know in in, in the issue zero where and then and then in issue one no one remembers who peter is you know he ends up in his apartment but no, you know it's like hey who are you like no one no one knows who he is 
Oh, man, nobody. And now he's kind of on this, like, train to nowhere, a la Doom Patrol, right? Crazy Jane type thing. That's vibes I'm getting from this. Um, You know, he, he he's just trying to outrun this conductor, and he's just running through. It's like American Horror Story meets Saul. It's very interesting. Um, If you've been reading Ice Cream Man, you know, there's probably a little bit of that influence in there. Not necessarily, just like the tone and what the art's trying to attempt and not really mimicking what... Um, Morazzo and uh, I forget the writer's name are trying to accomplish a uh, prince what I'm trying to accomplish there but that, it, it's it gives me vibes of that a little bit I just I, I've never seen a Spider-Man book like this it's it's so fascinating to me cover to cover you know Jonah Mary Jane and Aunt May are in this like house of horrors when Peter gets off the bu- uh, the train you know it, it's it's that's a, that's like the saw element as he's going through the house trying to find out where they are and now they're in the traps but then at one point it's a, the tables have turned the traps on peter and then boom book ends and you're like whoa that's crazy i really think you guys need to check this book out this is this is definitely more of a halloween book <laughs> as we uh as we come into christmas season but i do think it actually i think it ends actually next issue um but uh, i'm fascinated by this book this book is like one of my favorites i look forward to this uh i have been um, since it was since issue zero, it was just very interesting. Every book's been different, but they've all had that like horror element, that creepy element to it. It's, it, it the cover's really creepy. It, it, it's like half skull, half Peter in a broken, you know, sp- end of Spider-Man one mask type deal. But this book is just, it just it just puts me on edge, man. Like I feel uncomfortable reading it. That's how like gross the art is at times. The conductor's a scary character, just trying to collect his fare, Peter. Uh, you know. I guess that's <laughs> the one thing it has in common with Amazing, you know, Peter paying his debts. It's like, you haven't paid your fare, you haven't paid your due. It's really interesting. I, I've never seen a Spider-Man book like this. You know, like, <laughs> there's one panel where the house doesn't, like, I just, I think of the Amityville Horror, even though it looks nothing like that house. It almost looks more like Norman Bates' house, now that I think about it, as I'm looking at it, talking about it with you. You know, it's, that artwork is just cool, and it's 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 very dark. Like the pages are dark. There's not. It's not very bright unless there's like you know fire in the background. But it's it just if it's just dull. You know, like not dull isn't boring, but like the colors are dull. It's very muted. Maybe it's 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 a fascinating book. I I, I find it really really interesting, and I, I'm I would like to see what Ahmed could do on a more consistent Spider-Man run. You know, like, I, I, it'd be interesting. It would be an interesting take. I don't know where he would really go with it, but, like, what he's doing now is very interesting to me. You know, I'm not trying to hate on my boy Wells, who's uh, taking me to limbo and back numerous times. But, yeah, as, between Spine Tingling Spider-Man and Spider-Boy, those are, like, two offshoot books that I, I actually kind of think are better than Amazing. I don't know what's going on with Spider-Man. I don't know if that volume ended. And now Slot just concentrates on Spider-Boy. I said that last month, too. I have no idea. I've got to actually Google it and find out. But if he's focusing more on Spider-Boy, then I'm down with that. I think that's really cool because I like spider I like the last volume of Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse thing. That was kind of fun. I didn't get into all the tie-ins, but I enjoyed that storyline a lot more than Dark Web. You know, that was kind of a dull moment. So, like, <laughs> I think Spine-Tingling is better than probably both of those events to be honest with you and i like the edge of the spider-verse event that was good but spine tingling is cool it's it it gives me dc dark label black label vibes you know in a normal size comic book it's definitely for a more mature like they're definitely trying to be darker and more intimidating and 
I kind of like that. You know, I feel like uh, that's usually left for what ifs and those type of stories. I don't, I don't really think this doesn't have like a branding of any kind other than the Marvels header, which is now playing in theaters. If you didn't know, I'm not sure many people do, <laughs> including myself. I haven't seen it. I gotta see thank. I gotta see. Before, I'm gonna hopefully see Thanksgiving. I've been trying to see Thanksgiving and the Marvels all week, all holiday weekend, and I've failed at it miserably. But I do want to do that. But you know, if you need time to fill, I'm telling you, you gotta read Spine Tingling. It's just insane. It really is. I, I there's. N I can't remember a Spider-Man book like this. I've seen, I've read Dark Spider-Man. I've read, I don't think I've ever read the, like a straight up horror Spider-Man book. And that's what this is. And I'm going to add this to my Halloween rotation. I know we're, we're heading into elves, <laughs> elves and fairies and candy canes and all that jazz season, Santa Claus season. But I'm already thinking about next October. And I got a feeling spine tingling Spider-Man is definitely going to be added to, to that list. So. Those are the two books that I really recommend on the side shoot for you guys to uh, definitely read. Um, I think they're better than actually the main Spider-Man title. So you, you know what? You know, there's there's definitely quality Spider books out there, even for a new character. So if you're not, I know, I know, because I know the the amazing Spider-Man title can be a little bit hit or miss, especially recently with the repo stuff. While I I enjoyed it, I'm just. <laughs> Between Spider-Man and Detective, I really I, I think Detective is probably the more disappointing book for me personally. But I think Spider-Man can sometimes be up there. I find it a lot. I like I'm liking a lot more of what Wells is doing than what Rom is doing on Detective. So, comic books are a game of runs, just like basketball. It gives them they take it away. But anyway, uh, I appreciate you listening to the latest episode of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. I want to thank Adam and Carlos both for joining me this month um it was great the canadian takeover uh <laughs> went swimmingly it was a wonderful international show which is you know it's solely international it's always international now because of adam at least for the time being is until he quits on me <laughs> but uh it was great to have those guys on um thank you for listening to episode 21 of the italian spider-man coalition podcast we are a proud member of the batman podcast network Hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. If you want to check out this podcast and the other great podcasts on that network, including uh, a few of my own, uh, Straight Out Gotham and a couple episodes of the Batman on Film podcast, please check that stuff out. And always remember, with great sauce comes great macaroni. I'll catch you next time.